0: Richie, she's Joni, he's the Fonz. Wait a minute. He's Howard. She's Marion. I'm Potsy. No, no, no. This isn't happy days. This is Vikings Report, Drew and Ted. Drewster, how are you? Light this candle! Light Let's, it go. Up. Let's go!
1: Let's go! Alright, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle?
0: He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown.
1: Sunday, Monday, happy days, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days, Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums, ready to race to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was <one> sucked. <laughs> Tuesday nights, 7 p.m., I remember that as a kid. Happy Days was like one of my favorite shows.
1: Always Tuesday nights, same time throughout the whole thing. And what show followed Happy Days? Laverne and Shirley. There you go. Very good. Well done, Drewster. Well done, Drewster. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vikings Report. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Great to be recording with you again, Ted, here at episode 22. Happy days. What do we got got on that tonight? 11 seasons, 255 episodes, putting it in fourth place on our Vikings Report episode list. Hell of a show. I loved it. I've seen every episode probably three or four times. Uh, Great characters, great casting uh it was supposed to be called cool when gary marshall first wrote it really and ron howard said if you name the show cool we'll be on the air like one up one episode and we'll get canceled it's stupid
0: it's about to get all stupid up in here
1: (laughs) so they thought about it they changed the name to happy days nice not the first show we're profiling with ron howard in it is it no it is not it is not the first show we are profiling with ron howard in it it was uh God, he was in everything, wasn't he? He kind of was, yeah. He was in Mer- yeah. Graffiti right after this thing came out, or right around the time this thing came out. Yep. But uh, <clears throat> he was like, he's probably the well. Everybody became the star of the show was Fonzie, was Henry Winkler.
0: Yeah, he sure uh, was pretty much the whole time. Well, yeah. I mean, really not at first. Like Fonzie was kind of because you remember, well, I think it was the first season he didn't wear the leather jacket. He just had like a like a gray jacket, didn't he?
1: Yeah. That the the, the uh, ABC wouldn't let him wear the leather jacket. They said it was too, like, hoodlum-looking. Are you serious? Yeah, so they made him wear that one, like, the first couple seasons. And he was more quiet cool. He wasn't, yeah. you know, it kind of, the, the character kind of grew. Um, and what, you know, Henry Winkler is one of the best actors of all time. And that guy's awesome. But, uh, you know, what's funny is there's a little thing I, I clipped out here. It says, when Henry Winkler got the callback after his first audition for the role of Arthur Fonzarelli... He was taken aback when he saw the other contender in the room with him was former Monkeys drummer Mickey Dolenz. We talked about that last week. Yes, we did. That's why <laughs> I wanted to read this to you. Winkler admitted in the, in the audition later that he thought, oh, crap, Mickey Dolenz is here. I'll never get it. <laughs> but the fact that he was shorter proved he got it. Uh, wow. They liked Dolenz from his uh, – he played a biker on Adam 12. So that's how he – Did he, he really? Yeah, yeah. You know, Henry Winkler – he wasn't into any sports or athletic achievements or anything but what he was a great water skier like semi-professional water skier henry winkler could water ski that's what brought about the jump the shark episode when they're out in the west coast but they, yeah they didn't let him do it though they wouldn't let him do it he didn't get to do he got to do all the skiing and all the but they wouldn't let him do the jump because they're afraid he's going to kill himself and the show would end.
0: well and that and that term jump the shark that's become so popular in culture today came from that very episode because jumping the shark is now when things get so ridiculous, it's just time to end it all. And that was the happy days episode where everybody realized, yeah, we're done here. That's just dumb. And that is good good knowledge. It's kind of good
1: knowledge. Ted Glover, Sunday, Monday, happy days. all right I got a tasty tidbit for Toonces. What's that? I found something for tasty, tasty. That's how we say it, Ted. We don't say tasty tidbits. We say tasty dude who the hell are you just get on with it that's how we do it okay Fonzie's girlfriend was named ashley played by a woman named linda pearl linda pearl later became pam beasley's mother on the office Really? And yeah, that was the same girl that played Fonzarelli's girlfriend play. And I I mentioned it because when it comes to the office, if the network called our house and said, Ruby, you get to watch the office every day, the rest of your life on any channel you want, or Drew, you could have Drew. You know what her answer would be? (laughs) She loves the office. She's seen all the episodes 40 times, and so I thought I'd throw that tidbit in there that that Linda Pearl played. uh, And she she actually was married to Desi Arnaz Jr. in 1979. No kidding. So she was Fonzie's girlfriend on the show, but she really was pouring the coals to Desi Arnaz Jr.
0: I thought Pinky Tuscadero was Fonzie's girlfriend.
1: You know what? Fonzie couldn't stand that chick. In real life? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he was like like, uh, Ivy League. Henry Winkler. He's yeah, like he Ivy. was like a
0: traditionally schooled, like, and actor, she, right? was,
1: she was full on at the trailer park, so they didn't <laughs> get along. He was like a yuppie, and she was like, you know, they, they didn't see eye to eye. And uh, it kind of worked out for the show. She was on, like, four seasons playing his girlfriend, but he didn't really care much for her.
0: And and one thing, and then we'll get moving on. A lot of people don't know that the, the character Mork, uh, Robin Williams' character Mork from Mork and Mindy, originated on happy days as an alien and he battled Fonzie and I remember Fonzie <laughs> froze him, and then Fro he, he did the thumbs up thing and then he was frozen and everybody thought Fonzie was frozen and then he moved his thumb and then he moved his hand and then his arm dropped and everybody just cheered because Fonzie made it. He beat the yeah. alien.
1: <laughs> that was Shazbot. Yes. Shazbot. Yes. You came up with Shazbot on that. That's right. That is right. Uh, yeah, Marion yeah. Ross still with us. Turns 92 this year. Marion. Yep. Marion, shout out to Marion tonight. Great show, just a great, great show for my Great youth. Show, good idea bringing that up. Happy days, and what happened with the Vikings today? Yeah, we're gonna get to that right can after. I do we- it? Can I? Can I do it once? Do it. Right, all right, all right.
0: Time is a flat circle. <laughs> and and we'll get to the Vikings news right after we talk about. Uh, since it's episode twenty-two, our player profile tonight is going to be Harrison Smith. You would think, well, why wouldn't you do Paul Cross? Well, we did Paul Cross. Way back in episode three. I think he was the first guy we actually profiled. Um He
1: was. He was the but, first jersey take.
0: Yeah. So so tonight we're gonna we're gonna work uh, we're gonna talk about another great safety in Vikings history, and that's Harrison the hitman Smith. Drewster go, yeah. go for it. Let's Dude. talk about number twenty-two.
1: For safety, we would talk about Krauss, Joy Browner, and Hitman Smith. Krauss was certainly the ball hawk yeah. of all the, of all three. Hitman is the versatile one who could play around the line, who could play some linebacker for you. He can stop the run. He can sneak up in the gap. He can blitz. He can sack. He can cover. He can play free safety, strong safety. You, you know, Mike Zimmer
0: talks about how, how important Anthony Barr is to the Vikings defense. Yes. I, I would argue, and, and maybe that was proven last year. A lot of guys got hurt. Barr was one of them. I, I would argue if, if everybody's healthy and you had to take out Anthony Barr or Harrison Smith, the Vikings defense would suffer a lot more with Harrison Smith. If there's an indispensable guy on the Vikings defense, I would argue it would be Harrison Smith over Anthony Barr, but that's just me.
1: I am 100% in agreement with that. There's just something different about when he's on the field. And and to be quite honest, the best thing about his attitude is he's had to keep it together back there. And I know he's not having a good time. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to go from the fifth-ranked defense to 29th in one year. And yeah. he's doing his best to keep the rookies and everybody back there. He doesn't complain. He just does his job. He does. As we get into a little bit of the statistics, we start looking at I mean, looking at this footage, is just incredible. The guy's awesome. He's all over the place. 130 games, Ted. Leaves him 52nd all-time on the Vikings list. If he plays a full regular season, he will jump from number 52 up to number 32. He's only missed like 14 games maybe since he's been a Viking.
0: He's just, he's just been an incredible player for the Vikings and continues – that, that long tradition of fantastic defensive backs the Vikings have had over the years. I mean, you talked Vikings franchise history, which is amazing when you think about, you mentioned Joey Browner. We mentioned Paul Krause. Right. Bobby Bobby Bryant we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You mentioned Carl Lee. We've talked about Antoine Winfield. Just so, Nate Wright, so many great, great cornerbacks and, and safeties and defensive backs that have played for the Vikings. And he's he's the top guy. That's That's a heck of an achievement.
1: And he's going to be the one back there this year, and probably extra motivated because he's getting a lot of pieces back. I mean, he could start yeah. feeling better about this depleted defense. I mean, yeah. he's, he's got to be with the stuff we're going to get to today. And believe me, this is a happy day. This is gonna, Happy is. days is perfect for our Viking news that we got, that you're going to be shooting out here in a second. But is there any memories that stand out to you about Harrison Smith over the course of the last eight years? That,
0: that- Yeah, there was, a, there was a Sunday night game. Uh, against the Giants. They were they were playing, it was either 2014 or 2015. They were playing outside at the Gophers football stadium. I think he might've had a sack or, or put a lot of pressure on on Eli Manning that game. I think it was still a pretty close game. It was, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I, I, I want to remember it being a fairly close game. And that was kind of the play that that sort of started the avalanche for the Vikings, if you will. And they ended up just steamrolling the Giants that game. That's yeah, the, the one that really stands out for me.
1: I had two memories written down, and that was one of them. How's it go? That was the 49-17 whitewash of the Giants yes. when he took that 35-yard pick. You know what's funny? I think Harrison Smith intercepted Eli Manning like 400 times. <laughs> Did
2: not he? He intercepted that, that guy like all the yeah. time,
1: dude. My other memory was that I think it was 2000, 2017 when we were at uh, Soldier Field, mm-hmm. and it was late in the game, and Trubisky threw that pick to Harrison Smith made that interception right at the end before, and then Forbath kicked the field goal. Yeah. I remember that was a big, big play because like we were wondering if they were going to drive down and win the game, and as soon as he picked it off, we went, yeah, baby! I believe
0: that was Mitch Trubisky's first start, wasn't it? I think it was a Monday night game. It twenty would have been 2017, right?
1: Yeah, 2017 in Soldier Field on the Monday night game. And I don't know what the final was. It was like 2017 or something like that. But he picked it off with like the 25-yard line, too. So he didn't even have to really move the ball. It was it was that for some reason that stuck out in my head. That and he had a he had a long pick six against the rams when they were in st louis i do believe he did
0: yeah and i was i was actually at that game it was no 20 right. it was like it was a 77 yard or something like that game was well in hand um my brother bradley uh, came down he's a vikings fan from iowa and we went to that game and and when he when he made the interception you could just like we were sitting kind of way up <laughs> in, in the nosebleed seats we had we we're about the middle of the field like 35 or 40 yard line they're pretty good seats and the cool thing about it is, like, when you go to a game, how you can kind of see things that you really normally can't see on TV. Right. And, and he, he made the interception, and there was, like, nothing but real estate in front of him. And he just <laughs> – he went untouched. I mean, he stepped in front of – you could sort of see it happen. And I, um, I can't remember who the Rams quarterback – he was absolute scrub. He was terrible. And, and it was a bad throw. And you could see Harrison Smith breaking for the ball. And we – both Brad and I went, that's a pick. And then we both went, he's gone. And it, it was, it was like great. And there were like more Viking. It was in St. Louis and there are more Vikings fans in our section and there were Rams fans. It was awesome.
1: It was he's awesome. Uh, he was, he's quite the runner with the ball when he gets it in his hands. Harrison he Smith. Is, yeah. He's done it so many times where you can't say it was just like luck. He's got a pretty good nose for finding. I think he has more yards after catch than Kyle Rudolph ever did. <laughs> 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 I mean, he had, plus he had, he has four TDs, right? Mm-hmm. I remember he had two or three more that one guy tackled him or he would have got in. He easily had three more. He was great in the, after he had the ball in his hands, he was really good in the open field running.
0: Just a heck of a player. Uh, Harrison Smith, I Hall of Fame, worthy career when it's yes. all said and done, Drew, you think?
1: Yes, because I think he still has five years left.
0: I, I think he's got a few, I don't know about five. I think he's got a few years left. Uh, I, I think playing on mostly average Vikings teams is going to hurt him, but I I think he is a very serious candidate for the hall of fame. I think he should be anyways. That's just me.
1: Plus, I mean, Browner might, might have an upper hand on him with this and hitting, but Harrison Smith can bring, he can, he can lay people out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He really can. And I, I think with the, with the new rules, that's, that's sort of, um, I don't want to say nullified his, one of his big play abilities, but. He's had to really tailor his game. I, I, you know, and, and, and I don't know that anybody gets more unwarranted personal foul penalties than Harrison
1: Smith. It's ridiculous. What is with that, dude? I don't know. I don't they get it. They call it, it. some ticky task stuff on that guy, man. They
0: do. Yeah, I don't get it. Don't get it at all.
1: What a heck of a play. What a great draft pick.
0: So you had mentioned uh, how frustrated he was and going from the fifth-ranked tw- defense to the 29th-ranked defense. Well, buddy, it looks like the Vikings are on their way back up defensively because we had some huge news today. We, we had been talking all off season. This has kind of been a storyline for the Vikings is Daniil Hunter happy. Is he unhappy? Does he want to get traded? Are they the Vikings going to rework his deal? According to, I believe it was Ian Rappaport. Uh, it was the Vikings and pass rusher Daniil Hunter agreed to terms on a rework deal. Hunter gets significant money moved up in his contract while Minnesota gets one of its stars to report solid conclusion. So what, what this is essentially is the Vikings are giving him a raise this year to get him into the top 10 of uh, money, uh, salary for defensive ends. Um, And now next year he has, I believe it's a $20 million roster bonus due on the fifth day of the league year, next year. So this is like a, I think the Vikings have rightly rewarded him for outplaying his contract and and making him um, paid commensurate with his ability. But they're also hedging their bets in case his neck injury, which we've talked about as well, uh, doesn't allow him to perform to the level he played at previously. So they're giving him a one year tryout, basically, and the Vikings are either going to have to pay him that roster bonus or give him a new deal next year. What are your thoughts on this whole thing, Drew?
1: Can I dance for a second just because I'm happy go about for it. it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> go for it.
1: <laughs> Happy happy joy joy happy happy joy joy happy happy joy joy happy happy joy, joy. happy happy joy joy happy happy joy joy happy happy joy,
2: joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy.
1: <laughs> Play that funky music Ted Glover.
2: Play All that right funky
1: music Ted Glover I'm happy. I'm happy because I didn't think this was gonna happen. it happened. And this really shows the Vikings' mean business to getting this team back and getting this defense back. I didn't think he was going to be there for, for uh, the mini camp this week. He did. As of today, we are 85 days away from kickoff in Cincinnati. And it just – you can breathe a sigh of relief, can't you, Ted, knowing that Hunter will be set, setting up at left defensive end and we don't have to worry about filling that spot. Yeah, I think it's a it, good move on the Vikings' part to get it all locked. Get the not only just get him back in there, but get him have him be financially happy over the whole thing. Yeah, you know, and Rob Brzezinski
0: is so good at doing this. I mean, my boy's wake it smart. He he rewards players. Maybe maybe even I would argue a year or two early. Sometimes when guys have one or two good seasons like Hunter did, and then when they they outplay their contract, he gets him in and gets him a he gets him a good deal. And and he did it with Hunter um, this year, but but he protected the Vikings long-term in case Hunter's injury proves that he can't be the player he was. I don't think that'll be the case. I think he's going to be ferocious again, but it's just a win-win all the way around. I I, I couldn't be happier. I, like you, I was really worried uh, that Hunter was was not going to show up or, or if he was because, you know, the Vikings had all the leverage here. Let's face it, he had three years left on his deal. Um, if Hunter had held out, he'd really – would have done nothing but lose money, kind of a cut off your nose to spite your face sort of thing. So the, the, to me, the question was, was he going to be, he was probably going to play, but was he going to be disgruntled or gruntled?
2: Teamwork. It keeps our employees gruntled. That's not even a word! <laughs> there
1: it is! There it is! I love it! So I'm, he's so, happy. I'm so happy he's gruntled. It's a gloverism,
0: and we like English. it. English is such a weird language, man. I can, bar- I can barely talk it. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, do you speak English? No, I don't. Sorry.
2: Oh. Um, my car's broken down, and I wondered if you could tell me where to find a garage. You, well, you know, that's, that's wasted on me. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. You
1: don't speak any English at all? Not a word, no. It's a meow, meow. It was <laughs> math. Don't forget about math. Throw that in there. No, I am. Um, just hope the neck holds up now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the uh, only drawback. But he's going to be playing happy. He's not going to be playing thinking, I'm not getting paid. I mean, there's a difference. It makes a difference if you're happy when you know your, your wallet's taken care of, too. So this is a big, big day for the Vikings. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you, you know, you talked about his attitude. Now he can he could come in angry and pissed off and, and kind of get motivated that way with every intention of leaving Minnesota. Now he can come in satisfied and happy with his status and still be motivated to try and get that contract extension while still being one of the ten highest-paid defensive end in the NFL. I mean, it's I just a great deal. It's fantastic.
1: In the spirit of the show, can I say A Mundo"? Correcto Mundo. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur. Arthur. Arthur fonzarelli It is a Correcto Mundo day. This is yeah. was, when I heard the news earlier. Ruby was like on the phone with like a client doing this big professional. Hunter signed. She's going. Listen, shut up for a second. Sorry, I got to call you back. What a great what a great day. I'm glad we got that ironed out. And, and but wait, there's more. Is there more, Ted? What else there's happened? There's more. Like mid-afternoon. Oh, I don't think I can take any more. My heart's palpitating. <laughs> oh, it's the worst one. Well, this is a big one. I'm dying. You hear that,
0: Elizabeth.
2: I'm coming to join you, honey.
0: Mid-afternoon, a guy by the name of Jack Day, and Jack Day works for KFAN, the, 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 the flagship station of the Minnesota Vikings, one of the largest sports talk shows in the country, based out of Minneapolis, for those of you that don't live in Minnesota. Um, he, he tweeted out, I'm hearing that there could be a reunion in store for the Vikings and free agent defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson. Some more good news shaping up for the team's defensive line uh ahead of mini camp. and then um
1: tell me that, you tweeted him tweeted him back and told me that's a good day please tell me you oh, did that oh ho, ho, ho. it's a beautiful day we'll do that afterwards we're done tonight
0: yeah yeah um i will now that's that's awesome and but everybody on twitter was like well who is this guy is this reali- this is is this reliable tweet and then field jates big espn nfl guy pretty much confirmed that he said the Vikings and defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson are making progress on a deal to bring him back. So it looks like it is going to be a done deal. That's progressed even farther. And people are saying it's, it's all but done.
1: Damn, dude, Hunter and Richard and Shelly in the same day. Yeah. Big Shelly. And people say his numbers have fallen off. I don't think they have fallen off, dude. I do not think so. I don't think
0: so. Tell me about some of those numbers.
1: Uh, well, first off, eight, he's been in eight seasons, eight total seasons, 121 games, four different teams. We know he's bounced around a little bit. Uh, when he was The last season he was with Minnesota, he was in on 49 tackles, which was 2018. He was in on 49 tackles, had six tackles for loss, and an outrageous 16 quarterback hits with four and a half sacks. So he produced when he was here. In 2019, his, his tackles actually increased from 49 to 62. And then in 2020 they went to 64. So 49 to 62 to 64. I don't see how that's going backwards. To me, that's going forward. So I'm not a magician with numbers. I'm not. I'm not a magician. You can do I'm not a magician. But I'm pretty sure 49, 62, 64 is progressing in a positive manner. I think that math checks out. Yeah. Correcto mundo. And anybody that doesn't agree with me, you can sit on it.
2: <laughs> sit on it, Ralph. Fonzie, sit on it. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait! Just hold it. I mean, huh?
0: Marvin saved for an extra fifty dollar. He rebuilt the pigeon coop. Oh yeah.
1: Sit, sit on it, Marvin. Marvin. Remember that, Ted? Nerd, you nerd. Sit, sit on it, posse. <laughs>
2: That's right.
1: Sit on it, Joni. No, so no, his numbers haven't gone down. Maybe his his okay his quarterback hits. He had 16 with the Vikings in one uh-huh. season. He had 16 with the Vikings in one season. In the last two seasons, he's amassed 16 total. So I guess wow. his hits have gone down a, a, a slight, but, but his tackles have gone up, Ted. So you can't say his numbers are depreciating. Oh, here we go. Is that right? With, with,
0: with the big vociferous words. Big That's what? Not, nothing. That's stupid.
2: Vociferous. Has the idea of
0: outcry?
1: Bociferous? isn't that Hank Williams kid?
0: No, that's Bocifus, I believe. Conway, don't West. Don't be dissing Country music. I, you know, this this past weekend we, we had to go to Indianapolis back. Yeah. And I'm I'm listening to my you know songs on my phone and all that stuff, and I'm like I'm noticed I got some fair amount of country songs. Like, what's going on? You were and listening so, to them. So I, I did like a playlist of just mostly country songs. I have I have almost 100 country songs. I'm not No, you I don't. do I do believe you. I do, I and do I'm, not not apo- I'm not apologizing <laughs> for it. Never apologize, mister. It's a sign of weakness. Oh, oh my, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, I think I have two, and they're probably by both by Leonard Skinner. Okay, so,
0: so one more thing about Sheldon Richardson. Are you um, happy getting him back? Bro, if you don't win the championship
1: this year, I've never seen a team as loaded. I've never seen a more loaded Vikings team than what we see right now on paper. Bro, if you don't win the championship this year, you might as well quit.
0: Nothing will make sense. Ecstatic. Ecstatic.
1: He st- Oh, let me throw this out, and then you can throw your tidbit. Okay. He started 31 of 32 games for Cleveland. That's important. That's important, important because we need guys who play here, not just sitting on the bench. So he played yes. all but one starting uh, – uh, for the last two years of starting games for Cleveland, he's played all but one of them. So
0: Yeah, he, he's a good player. A friend of mine on Twitter, Brian Heintz, uh, we were going, kind of going back and forth, and he wrote, think of 47 pressures in a season opposed to Jaleel Johnson, the guy that Richardson will presumably be replacing, getting 10 pressures in three seasons.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And I asked him, hey, was that – with that 47 figure, was that in 2018 or last year with the Browns? He tweets back, that was in 2018. In 2020, he had 51 pressures and 40 hurries. He also had six sacks. So uh, that just adds a dimension to the Vikings defensive line that really helps um, allay my concern at the opposite defensive end from Daniil Hunter. I mean, Hunter back is huge. In and of itself, it's huge. And we had talked about the, well, they, they need a, they need a, rush end opposite Hunter and wouldn't it have been great if they not traded in Gakway and whatever, whatever. But mm. now that you've got Sheldon Richardson back in the fold, bringing that pressure from, from the inside, that's going to help who's ever on the outside opposite Hunter along with Hunter being back and healthy. So I, I still think they need a guy. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that Stephen Weatherly is your every down starting defensive end. I think he's a good rotational guy, but I think they need somebody better. Yes. But it helps whoever they have playing at that position. Would you
1: agree or disagree on that? Totally agree with that. Uh, those are some really mind-blowing numbers you just threw at me. Right? Like, like this one, This is what the sign for your mind-blowing. <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know what really bugs me? What really bugs you? What grinds your gears, Drew Bunting? You know what really grinds my gears when you have a position and you have a guy there, okay, Stephen Weatherly is a perfect example. Stephen Weatherly. I like, I'm not, nothing against the Weatherly family, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Stephen Weatherly's going to start there week one. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Because he's the best we got. Oh. When you fill positions with because that's all we got. When you got it because we all we got I, that bugs me. Really hope one of these younger guys, Patrick Jones the second, or Janarius Robinson. I hope they come through and and really blow up and 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 take that position over from him. Man, could you imagine Ngakwe on this line now?
0: Yeah, I,
1: I I'm really excited
0: about Patrick Jones the second, the kid out of a pit, I believe, right? Yes,
1: I uh, am too. I think he's going to end up getting the spot there.
0: Yeah, he he reminds me a lot of. Uh, kind of a, a, a mini version of Daniil Hunter. What do Djokovic and Signetti have in their pocket? Delayed blitz. Now Djokovic is flushed. He's got nowhere to go. And he's brought down Jones again. What a huge game.
1: Patrick Jones, the second is having.
0: I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you, but I, I think at least, you know, compared to last year when there was a
1: whole lot of nothing. Look at the defensive line last year to this year. Adenabow. Adenabo, and Wanham, Jaleel Johnson, Jalen Holmes, uh, Shamar, Shamar, Stephen, Stephen, yeah. Stephen. Stephen. I, I can't get it right, but he's gone, so it doesn't matter. I don't need to pronounce yeah. it right. That was the five from 2020. And then you, you nix that, and you look right below it. I had the new one. Yeah, Hunter, Dalvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce. And then you got Jones, Weatherly, Wanham, Robinson. Richardson. You roll Richardson right into that. It's
0: it's night and day. You know what? What's the one? What, one of the things we've talked about a lot on this show is is roster depth. You have to have roster depth, and the Vikings had none last year. None, none. And I, there's still areas of concern on 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 some positions, position groups, but two of the huge ones that they have really done a great job addressing are cornerback and now defensive line. I just, man, it's a good day to be a Minnesota Vikings fan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Look at the transformation of the defensive line. I think Zimmer set out to take care of both the areas you just mentioned and said, we may get beat, but this isn't going to beat me again.
0: Yeah, I I think Mike Zimmer said, look, this this is do or die for me, so I'm going to do it my way, and if I go down, I'm going down. With, with the guys I wanted and the roster I assembled, playing the defense I want to play in the manner I want to play it. And that way, no excuses. You know, we talked about all the excuses they've laid out over the last couple of years. They have absolutely zero Think about it
1: yeah, Jalen Holmes, Jaleel Johnson, and Shamar Rimjob last year. <laughs> and this year, <laughs> you got it. Stop it. it. Still, it's all all or nothing year. I don't see Richardson being here longer than a year, Barr being here longer than a year, but you got to go all in, baby. You got to try it.
0: Yeah, kind of like uh, the late, great Jim Fossil, who just recently passed away. He, uh, remember when he said, when he was coaching the Giants, he said, I'm putting all my chips on the table. I'm going all in. This team is making the playoffs. I think they were under 500 or right at 500 at the time, and I believe that was the year they ended up going to the Super Bowl. So if you got the crosshairs, you got the... You got the laser, you can put it right on my chest. I'll take full responsibility. I'm raising the stakes right now. If this is a poker game. I'm shoving my chips to
1: the middle of the table. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out.
0: The the transformation of the Vikings defense on paper, man. It, it, yeah. I, it's it, a it, great day, dude. It, great it, day, really, is. it really is. It's I, a happy I'm, day. I'm fired up. And it's a great day. Sunday, Monday, Happy Day. There we go. There we go. It, it really is. It's really good.
1: You still got it, as Donny Most would say, <laughs> the great Ralph Melf. <laughs> <laughs> I still got it. I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: Okay, so the the defense. I don't think if if you have issues like like serious issues with the defense. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I just don't. However, if you have problems with the offense, that's still kind of understandable. This past week, you know, after the Vikings wrapped up their voluntary OTAs or whatever, that Mike Zimmer had a press conference and, and somebody asked him about the expanded role of Irv Smith, which we are all kind of anticipating Irv Smith having a big year. Sure. Because Kyle Rudolph is gone. He's the guy uh, at the tight end position. There's not, you know, there's, you got Tyler Conklin, you know, behind him, but uh, just guys, you know, not, nobody sure. that really stands out other than Irv Smith. So everybody's thinking it's time for Irv, Irv Smith to shine. And so Jim was asked, Hey, you know, what do you think about Irv Smith? And he said, honestly, <laughs> I don't think it's in any bigger role for him whatsoever. I, I just, how, how can you say
1: that? Knowing uh-uh. your, your tight end room right now is he talking about specifics like blocking or scheme? Is he ta- I, talking about scheme, the role within the scheme, or is he talking about the role in terms of pass receptions? I mean, he needs to clarify that because I mean, he had 43 targets last year. Rudy had 37 here. I'm going to do some math real quick. 80 adds up to 80. Yes. Yeah. I, that. I figured I studied that before we went on air. So the 80 targets, Ted, if you take Rudy's out of there, isn't he going to, isn't his role going to expand? Isn't, doesn't it get better right there? That's a lot of common
0: sense,
2: Thomas Paine. Today's word is obviously. 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. One would think. I don't know, let's go write a pamphlet and start a revolution. I don't know what's going
1: on. You know what? Daniil Hunter missed last year. So coming back this year, I think his role is gonna be better. He's gonna play more. I don't (laughs) – Irv Smith, you expect his role to to blow up. I mean, he's certainly that kind of tight end. He was at Alabama. I remember I posted this game and somebody went crazy because it was against the Citadel.
2: Drew, it's against the Citadel. It doesn't count the (laughs) Citadel. Oh, Oh. oh,
1: Citadel. Oh, Irv Smith at the Citadel. Playing against the Citadel. (laughs) The guy is like, the guy is a lot different than Rudy. They haven't even tapped into the potential of Irv Smith yet. That guy is a seam buster. That guy can break the seam. He can, yards after catch, he's an amazing athlete, and they got to use him more. You got to expand his role. You got to throw the kitchen sink at Irv Smith. It's all his job now. You know, he's not a
0: unicorn like Kyle Pitts. (laughs)
1: Pink,
0: fluffy unicorns, dancing on <laughs> Play, the amount of damage Irv Smith Jr. could do over the middle when you have guys like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson on the outside, I still think they need a, a third wide receiver, maybe a D.D. Westbrook, whoever, um, but but you had those two guys and Irv Smith and then you have Dalvin Cook you assume the offensive line is going to get better because a, it can't be any worse. And B, they addressed it really heavily in the draft. My friend, you have the potential for an incredibly explosive offense. If, if they use Irv Smith in a manner that exploits his abilities and his ability to make mismatches on linebackers and, and average to bad safeties in the NFL. I don't but, know,
1: I, but if Mike Zimmer's saying I don't see his role expanding, that means you're saying you're going to use him in the same scheme factor as Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. If you're doing that, you're not using him right. You're not, you're not. Ted. If you're, you're going to use him like Kyle Rudolph, you're wasting his time. You very much are. Now he is, he is a
0: lot more dynamic than that. It's OTAs and it's the summer, and you don't want to give your offensive scheme or philosophy away. So he could just be saying it to make people, you know, kind of, kind of lull people in a false sense of security. So there's that. But it's still kind of a puzzling thing for him to say, you know, like yeah. kind of just kind of continuing on from the end of last year with the, well, maybe that was the best we could do.
1: Zimmer's playing Texas Hold'em and his whole cards are a two and a seven. You were looking for that third three, but you forgot that Professor Green folded it on 4th Street and now you're representing it, you have it. Um, the DA made his two pair, but he knows they're no good. Judge Kaplan was trying to squeeze out a diamond flush, but he came up short, and Mr. Eisen is futilely hoping that his queens are going to stand up. So, like I said, the dean's bet is $20. Well, kiss my ass. <laughs> kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm not lulling anybody into any sense of security. He doesn't have any of that left. So, Lay it all out there and let Irv go crazy. I mean, it, let's ho- let's hope they use him at third wideout. He can play third wideout, Ted. I, I think in some roles, yeah, I
0: think he most definitely could. Out of the slot, sure.
1: But yeah, you're absolutely so. right. You don't want to be giving away any all your trade secrets. This this is pretty early still.
0: Yeah. When you look at what the Vikings potentially could be offensively, and they, they were a good offense last year. I mean, they were, what, 7th in yards and 11th in scoring. They could be that much better if they exploit the natural abilities of, of some of the guys they, they haven't yet. And, and Irv Smith is like the primary candidate. We all think of when it when it comes to stuff like that, but whatever. Can I go on record as saying that quote about Dan Bailey not being able to execute a down an onside kick after you're down by like three scores or whatever it was was the the thing that like did it with me for Mike Zimmer. Why does he? I mean, do I that? was like, why does he this. do that,
1: Ted? Why does he? Do I don't that? know.
0: He threw a lot of guys under the bus last year. I, I it, just I don't I don't. Is
1: there it. a guy that helps him with his press conferences? A guy that like before his press conference says, you know what? Maybe don't use the we-need-to-play-better-again.
2: I am a loser. An absolute failure. Nobody cares for me. Isn't there anybody
1: like... Isn't that one like a PR advisory guy that tells him, don't say don't... You know what? Mike Zimmer would really help his team a lot. If he would fall on the sword once in a while.
0: And, and then off camera in the locker room, when the doors are closed, then chew people's asses.
1: Sure. Sure. But start out by saying it's on me. I take responsibility. And that's what Marv Levy did. That's what all those guys, you know, it, it's me first. You want to, you want to rip on something, rip on me. Let's talk about Zimmer. Cause the okay. fans, the fans want to know what, what is, what is Drew Bunting and Ted Glover? Think about Mike Zimmer overall with this team.
0: I was a big Zimmer fan when he got hired. I, I I I've said this before on the show. I thought he was the right guy in the right place at the right time. He was very much what the Vikings needed. The Vikings' defense was bad. He was a really good defensive coordinator, and he turned the Vikings' defense around. Um, I I think as the offense got better and, and started to catch up, he he started focusing more on the defense to keep it at, at that elite level and just sort of handed the offense off to his offensive coaches
1: mm-hmm.
0: and kind of ignored it, and then everything just sort of fell apart. And I I think he's still focused on the defensive side of the ball too much. What about you?
1: This will be his fifth different offensive coordinator in five seasons. Now we could do, do the math again, five and five. He's a different one every year as far as I see it. So he hasn't had a lot of luck, and he likes to delegate. I think he's wanted to delegate that. I mean, everybody since Norm yeah. Turner and Shermer and Floppo the Clown, what a huge mistake that was. But I think he's <laughs> wanted to just find somebody to say, deal with this because I don't like it.
0: Now, in, in kind of to balance out the – we've had this many offensive coordinators in this many years. The system has been in place. It's remained the same since – Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator. So it went from Stefanski to Gary Kubiak to Clint, son of Gary Kubiak. Um, so the language and the terminology in the playbook is the same. It's just different guys kind of running the offense and installing the game plan and all that. So it's not all bad. It's not Kirk Cousins having to learn a brand new offense every year that he's been here. So that's good. And I think we saw that last year with Cousins after he had that god-awful start. But after that one and 5 start, he played really good football of course it didn't matter the vikings were one and five but whatever
1: i'm not worried about the offense so much i was with zimmer before but i think it's almost like it's evolved into it is what it is with the players that are there mm-hmm. i think with cousins and Thielen and jefferson who let's face it plays like he's been in the league 10 years you could almost call him a veteran yeah i think and then kubiak and the system I, i'm not we let's here's the offense since zimmer's got here ted you ready Here's the rankings Since since the day he walked in here. 2014 to 2020, these are his rankings. 27th, 29th, 28th, 11th, 20th, 16th, and last year, four. So this is by far, last year was by far his best. I mean, a lot of those offenses were in the 20s. It's never been fixed. No. It's never been fixed since he's been here. It's always been on the bottom ass, half ass of the end of the league. Now, is that –
0: that ranking, is that that yards, total yards? That's yards.
1: Okay. That's yards allowed. And then if you flip it over for the defensive yards allowed, 2014, these are the rankings, 2014 through 2020. In 2014, he's 14th, 13th, 3rd, 1st, 4th, 14th, and 27th. Now, if you line up those offensive numbers, yards allowed, to defensive numbers, yards allowed – it's glaringly obvious what side of the ball he struggles with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And in 2013, the quarterback was Matt Castle. They drafted Teddy Bridgewater, who had to play as a rookie. Um, and, and and in what, 2014, after one week, they, they designed their offense around Adrian Peterson, and he missed 15 games because of the child abuse allegations. Right. Um, 2016, Bridgewater blows out his knee, and they got to make the trade for Bradford. 2017 was like the one good season of a balanced offense and and case Keenum had that, you know, that, that one year, that one year wonder kind of thing that just sort of came out of nowhere after Bradford got hurt. And, and I believe Adrian Peterson got hurt again. I, I mean, it was just, he's been a lot more snake bit on offense, but again, that's really not an excuse because when the offense started to get better, the defense started to drop. So Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, Mike Zimmer is a, I, I, I He had my support for a long time, but but after the Vikings just stank it up in 2018, for the most part, after they had everybody coming back off the NFC Championship, and then they signed their quarterback, who they, they told us was the missing link to get into the Super Bowl, and they went 8-7-1, He just he's kind of lost me. And the, and the team really hasn't impressed me since the end of 2017.
1: That's the big question. What do we got going forward? Mike Zimmer got here in 2014. He's won 57% of his games. He's 64, 47, and 1. He's played in five playoff games, two and three. He goes every odd year he goes to the playoffs, 15, 17, 19. Here we go, 21. Is two playoff wins in seven years enough? No. I mean, look,
0: missing the playoffs four out of seven years gets you fired in a lot of places. Damn damn what's it called skippy you damn skippy <laughs> it just does and and here because the wolf ownership group wants stability and continuity and whatever it's it's good enough you know when he got here ted he was fiery
2: i would say if we were out in the street we probably would have had a fight we're a disciplined football team we do things right that's why
0: we we lead the that's why we are the least penalized team in the league because we play by the rules. We continue to play by the rules. And uh, just because other teams don't do it doesn't mean we're going to do it.
1: You see the same guy turning around like he did when he got here in 2014. He was fiery. I want to get this guy in the draft. I'm going to get this guy. Fire, 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 fire. fire. <laughs> he seems a little defeated and deflated to
0: me. I, I, he's not. I, I, don't, I don't think he is. I mean, he's still a good coach. But I, I just – I don't see that, that sideline fire. And, then you know, COVID last year, everybody had uh, – nobody. There were no fans in the stadium. and we, we, uh, How could you get fired up? Because, yes, no, no, nobody to get us fired up because so that's why we were terrible. No, at
2: Stop being a girly man.
0: There are no excuses left in 2021 for Mike Zimmer. You None. have a good offense. You have fixed the offensive line. Right. ostensibly with, with the Derrissaw and um, Wyatt Davis picks in the draft. You have dramatically improved the defense on paper. You've got two quality starting quarterbacks in Bashad Breeland and Patrick Peterson. You brought Mac Alexander back. You've got the Hunter in camp and, and he's a happy camper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You've got Sheldon Richardson virtually in the fold. You've got um, uh, Tomlinson, not Ladanian Tomlinson, but the Tomlinson they signed in free agency. What's that guy's name? What's his first Dalvin. name? Dalvin Tomlinson. You've got Michael Pierce coming back from COVID. You have absolutely zero excuses. It looks like absolute chaos in Green Bay, and the, and the three NFC North division quarterbacks realistically could be Jordan Love, Andy Dalton, and um, Jared Goff. You better go 5-1 and one against those guys and not 2-4 or 3-3. Three or you're done, get out. I don't want you as my coach anymore. With this team and what they've done in the offseason, the Vikings, if if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, the Vikings are going to be the prohibitive favorite to win the NFC North. They are the most complete team in the division compared to Detroit and Chicago if you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation. Even if you put Aaron Rodgers in, I would still argue with with what the Vikings have done. If Kirk Cousins is a franchise guy, like all his supporters say he is, the Vikings should still be on par with the Green Bay Backers with what what? they've done this offseason.
1: He doesn't have any excuses either. The baby horse? No. (laughs) Remember we talked about Cousins when he runs? He's like a newborn horse. when he runs he, he has, does the newborn horse has no excuses either come on dude no. you're 32 years old when are you gonna take it to the next level Win, win. you're 32 get something done and i don't want to hear any well kubak's never been you know what he's got to get it done too or you're all out of here
0: but they're not gonna they're not gonna change earth smith's role
1: we're all fired up and then we'll <laughs> lose to cincinnati 38 to 10 week one and we'll all be going <laughs>
0: Fire everybody. Fire them all. <laughs> so I think we have, we have talked about the Vikings. Good
1: day if you're a Vikings fan. This Chachi um, would say, wah, wah, wah. It was a hell of a day. <laughs> hell of a day. Leather Tuscadero. Yeah. Who played yeah. it here, Ted?
0: I can't remember, but it was Pinky. It was, it was uh, Pinky's younger sister, Leather.
1: Susie Quattro. No way. The great Susie Quattro.
0: Wasn't it Bill Haley in the comments that did the opening theme to Happy Days? Yes, it was. Gosh! Shh. Listen to Ted. Boom! So we will we will take a commercial break and we will be back with uh, a modified version of Wheel of Fortune for our trivia.
1: <laughs> then I'm gonna win. because You suck.
0: No, you're not. You're terrible. You're like the <laughs> Washington Generals to the Harlem Globetrotters, baby. Yeah, I've won Get a couple times. Beat of down! Time. Beat That's... down! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's cool. thumbs up in the air. Bonzi's cool, not a square. Bonzi, a
0: cool. Fonzie, a It's Ponzi from the Happy Days collection
1: with thumbs up action. Fonzie new from Mego A double pleasure's waiting for you. A double
2: pleasure from double discount. A double great feeling, making you realize, double is the one for you. Double
0: fresh, double smooth, double delicious to chew. A double pleasure is waiting for you. Double liquor, a double pleasure is waiting for you. Hey, Toonces. Hey, Toonces, I I have a suggestion. What (laughs) is that? Since I beat Drew all the time in trivia, can we start this segment with sweet Georgia Brown? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would whistle it, dude, but I can't whistle so good anymore. Other than '56, I, I am the I'm the Washington Generals, aren't I?
0: It's getting that bad. It's it's almost like Ohio State and Michigan lopsided.
1: You watch yourself, Glover. <laughs> you watch yourself right now. Spot was good. Okay, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was short. All right, we're going to be playing Wheel of Toonses without the wheel. This is like the axle of Toonses? <laughs> the yes. carburetor of Toonses? The flat tire of Toonses.
0: I'm not a car guy, so Drew, <laughs> got the advantage here.
1: <laughs> I'll be the fonts today. All righty.
2: All right, so we're just going to play the same way, except you're just going to call a letter instead of spinning the wheel, and you get 100 points for each Correct letter, this round, 200, second round, 300, third round. So, Drew, why don't you go first? Pick a letter. L. There are no L's.
0: That sucks. Um,
1: T.
2: There are no T's. <laughs> wow.
1: That's kind of weird. Yeah. R.
2: R. Let's see. There is two R's. 200 points for you, Drew
1: I'll try an N
2: N There is Two N's 200 more points for you
1: I'll buy a Remember? vowel
0: And vowels okay. are 50,
1: right?
2: Yeah, knock 50 off
1: okay. I'll take an A
2: Three A's for you, Drew
1: How about a uh, H
2: There is One H
1: How about an S
2: there's one S. How about a D? There is three Ds. How about a B? There's one B.
1: I'm going to buy an E.
2: Eight E's.
1: Oh, give me a V as in Victor.
2: Three V's.
1: <laughs> I'll solve. How many okay. points? What do I have? Like seven million? How many For points? To-
0: Thirteen hundred to nothing.
1: I've never had a bad defense ever. Boom.
0: Well done. Good job, Drew.
1: You got it. Won't matter. At the end, you'll be holding the trophy. I already know. It happens every week. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tear my dream down with the next board.
2: (laughs) This one is the category for this one is same name. And Ted, you go first this time. J. There is no J.
1: That's JT Barrett right there. I'm gonna All go right. N.
2: Three N's.
1: R. R.
2: There's one R. C. There's one C.
1: D for Donnie Most.
2: There's one D.
1: M as in Mr. C.
2: Two M's.
1: I'll buy it. A vowel. A.
2: Four A's.
1: I will solve it. Mackenzie Alexander. Alexander Madison. Wow. Sunday, Monday, Drew's ahead. Tuesday, Wednesday, shutout time. That was, <laughs> was
0: yeah, 1,500 points. 2,800
1: to nothing. I probably could have milked oh. that out with the T's. Actually, what am I thinking of? Why did I solve it so fast? Another right. bad, bad strategy move by Drew Zimmer.
0: Drew starts this round up 2,800. I have nothing.
1: I'm going to let Ted start again. D. <laughs>
2: Unbelievably, there are no D's. <clears throat>
1: is not Ted's day right here. I have not picked one letter yet. This is like uh, Ohio State going to Purdue a couple years ago. God, Purdue Harbor, man. <laughs> I'll take uh, the old pirate letter. You know what that is, Ted? S. R.
2: Four <laughs> R's. L. There's one L.
1: I will go with a P.
2: One P. I'll
1: Buy a vowel. I'll buy an O this time. Two O's. Give me a T, as in T E for Texas, T for Toonces, T for Tennessee.
2: Three T's. Uh,
1: this is a fun game. Uh, I
0: thought of this game was terrible.
1: Uh, give me a B.
2: There are no B's. Uh.
1: <gasps> Why?
2: Three Y's. Uh, I want to buy an E. Five E's. Oh, man. N. I have a feeling Ted knows what it is. One N. G. One G. Oh, man. Three S's. C. Three C. He doesn't have to worry about a bankrupt or (laughs) lose a turn. (laughs) H.
1: Just solve it, you greedy bastard! No, because I don't
0: know the last couple words.
2: One H.
0: I'm gonna buy an A. Ah, oh, I know what it is now. Four. <laughs> Four A's.
2: I'm
0: gonna play this out a little bit. I'm gonna run up the score. It's like Ohio State coming back in the second half.
1: Uh, I want to buy an F. How come you didn't go for two? <laughs>
2: One because like, I, I go you three.
1: <laughs> you know what? I let you off easy. I played with sportsmanship <laughs> on that last board. You're just grinding it out right here. All right,
0: I'm gonna solve it.
1: Go ahead, Woody Hayes.
0: Youngest player to reach 50 career sacks.
2: That is correct. <laughs> Did you catch up on that
0: one board? Entering this round, Drew is up 2,800 to nothing. Oh, the final shit. score, Ted. 4,100, and I took my foot off the gas because I'm a gentleman. No,
2: there's one more board, isn't there? No, there's only three oh, boards. That was sweet George Brown, baby. Let's go! <laughs> Alright, you guys. Thanks Dude, for playing. Great game. Love it, Toontes. You know what,
1: <laughs> was, that not, was that not a Mike Zimmer game right there for me? Yeah, it was. Up 2,500 to nothing. 2,800. Well, I guess I got to set my press conference now. Well, the letters weren't there. We needed the right letters. I didn't have the right letters. Really. I just had bad letters. And I had bad letters, and they, they didn't come up at the right time. And that third board, we really couldn't get anything done. with the. <laughs> I didn't didn't have room to pick a vowel right there, so that hurt us.
0: Yeah, I, I see, and I thought to myself, this is what happens when I talk smack. I get, I get it handed to me, and lo and behold, I turn it out. It, it wouldn't even have
1: mattered if I got those two T's on Madison.
0: No, uh-uh. All right. So thanks. Tenses. Thank you. two again for another wonderful trivia. Um, thank you everybody for watching and tuning in and commenting and uh, like, subscribe, ring the bell for new notifications. Um, subscriptions are still really good comments. We love to hear your comments. I was kind of busy this week. Didn't get into the comment section as much as I'd like to. I'll be back. I promise. I Had a really busy weekend last weekend. Um, Just thanks to Drew. Thanks to Toonsis. Thanks to Liz. It's just been a heck of a ride 22 episodes in. Um, And great day to be a Vikings fan. We'll try to do better the next time. Drew, take us home.
1: 22 episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching our show. I wanted to give a little shout-out tonight. Um, During our draft show, Ted, I had this hanging behind me, and a couple people noticed it and asked questions about it. So I wanted to give the shout-out to the artist who did it. That is a painting done by the great Hannah Klepper. Hannah Klepper, I'm gonna move my mic out of the way. She made this for me. I think before she actually went away to art school, uh, she made this as a present for me. All I told her was, all she was told was that the Vikings and sharks are my two favorite teams. And she came up with this design and she did all this work on her own. Well, she, she is the absolute most fantastic artist in the world. She has the artwork when you look at it, you go and you have that pause moment. If artwork gives you the pause moment, it's damn good. And she's damn good.
0: That looks like a really good painting.
1: Really, really awesome. Uh, And I'm very proud of her. She just graduated from uh, School of the Art Institute of Chicago, SAIC. It's One of the best art schools around. If you like Hannah's art, uh, she can make something for you. A custom piece. Or something for a friend, you want something for a, you know, party, you want to give somebody a really, really nice gift, you can get a hold of her, Hannah Klepper on Instagram, we'll put up the little graphics here for you, Hannah Klepper at Instagram, or her website is hannahklepper.me. Fantastic artist, fantastic person, and she's looking to get her career going, fantastic stuff. So Hannah Klepper, I'm going to give you a shout out tonight, and that will do it for Vikings Report. We love you all! We love you all, as Ozzy would say. Say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted.
2: Pop, pop.